From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it's the first of the month. It's Friday, October 1st, 2021. How are you doing world? Happy birthday, happy birthday. It's your birthday today. I hope you're having a great birthday. Hello new listeners, how are you doing? Thank you for coming over here. How did you hear about me? How did you hear about San Francisco damn land? I'm curious. Regular listeners, I love you. I hope everybody is doing well. Okay, it is the first of the month in San Fran, Fentanyl, San Fran, VCs, Slum Francisco. First of the month in San Francisco means people get frisky, people get jiggy. Wow, I could really go into talking about some things that I'm like zipping my lip not to talk about, new listeners. You missed the whole tough love kvetching zone, luckily. All you have to do is scroll the show list, just go scrolling up and down over 600 different episodes and you get to see what I was uh, kvetching and yakking and demystifying all these hundreds of shows telling you all about the reset San Francisco bum 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 well 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 so today uh this is I'm still talking about sex workers and my friend Scarlett Harlot also known as Carol Lee the woman who coined the term sex worker and I bring her up because she was instrumental uh, a mentor and inspiration when I started becoming more of an artist here in San Francisco. I was doing my thing when we met. She came to one of my mixed media performance art shows. She introduced herself. She came with her entourage of men. She had a camera. Before I met Scarlett, I I didn't incorporate video into my mixed media show. I was doing performance art. Um, Richard was doing like some projections, but I wasn't shooting my original videos before I met Carol. So she inspired me to do that because not only did she coin the term sex worker, famous sexologist, academic. San Francisco damn daily truth bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. If I had met her and she was a filmmaker um, and we started collaborating, but she was a filmmaking lady wrestler i'd be talking about wrestlers right now and all the wrestlers i met from my friend do you guys see the point i'm making so it's not that i'm so obsessed with sex work it's that that is was her occupation and this whole world that i got introduced to via her the legendary sexologist dr carol queen dr annie sprinkle mistress cat sunlove a robin few um, Margot St. James from Coyote Call Off Your Old Tired Ethics. And I, I do really want to talk about right now why I deliberately chose never to become a sex worker at the peak. At that, that ladies and guys, you know that when you see a girl and she's like in her early 20s and she's skinny. Yeah, I have to, I have to talk about that. She's skinny. 
She's fresh-faced. She's cute. She's beautiful, but she doesn't know how cute she is. I, that was me. You know, insecure, body dysmorphic. Uh, I had anorexia nervosa. I had a nervous stomach, so I could easily skip meals. And when you're high-strung and you skip meals, you're going to be super skinny. When you're young, a uh, cute girl and super skinny, you look cute in clothes. And, you know, men want to get with young, skinny, pretty girls. Listen, life isn't fair. I'm not making up the rules. And I don't think they've changed much since I was younger. Although body sizes, uh, plus sizes have become more uh, visually acceptable. People like what they like. The point I'm making is I talk about sex work because my friend is was a sex worker. And, and what I learned and why I never wanted to become a sex worker, because I know life isn't fair. There's a different agency. Uh, people navigate lives differently. I navigate life, life differently than an immigrant Mexican lady. A Japanese exchange student navigates life different than a uh, Pakistani grocery store owner. Everybody has their own perspective, their own experiences, etc. And from what I saw and from what I heard, I knew it would have been horrible for me to have been a sex worker. One, number one, for me then and now, the thought of a man on top of me, uh, he, he's got agency, agency, agency to my body. It's like he's, he's renting me. He's, he owns me. So he's using my body, going in and out. I'm sorry, I don't mean to become graphic. He's going in and out. He could kill me. He could choke me to death while he's on top of me. That's the risks that you take when you uh, decide to have sex with men for money. The, the guy could be a nice guy and just have fun with you and say, ta-la-la, here's your money. Or he could say, you know what, I hate all you women. And here's Here's a knuckle sandwich first, and then I'm going to wrap my my um, hands around your neck and squeeze the life out of you. So it didn't seem to be the juice, the money wasn't worth the squeeze, possibly losing my life. Plus, just the idea of a strange guy on top of me sweating. Oh, my goodness, yuckety yuck. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. And what I have to say about what I learned back in that day... Uh, the, the main difference is with the black sex working ladies, they weren't as protected by society, even though I would hear white women being called whores and derogatory names. Every single one, the famous ones, I heard some guys saying, oh, that's so-and-so, oh, that's so-and-so. That's what men do when women are sex workers. Life ain't fair, but the black women had less protection all around, and the white women could still get protection from their communities, and even the men who maybe didn't like that they were hookers were still going to protect the white women. So I saw the role of a black woman sex worker. I, I, I don't know many that were doing it for decades that were successful. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're there. I'm, of course they're there. I don't know any that ended up happily ever after, successful, thriving. Most end up being single grandmothers, right? Single grandmothers. They never got married. Their daughters never got married. And they're raising these kids without fathers in the home. Or some would die of drug overdoses. I'm talking about the black women while the white ladies are thriving, living with families or family money or live turned lesbian and two lesbians together making good money or with a gay guy, a bisexual guy, and she's got the protection. The black Older hookers were unprotected, and the white hookers and Asian hookers, they're all doing fine. Ooh, I'm so happy I never did it. I have to say that now. What I learned from white sex workers is that some women do sort of exploit their sexuality, mainly because they can, because it's easy. 
and they could separate church from state, like they could separate their mind from their body. I think a good hooker can separate her her mind from her body, which is why I know I'm so happy I never I, I have to keep saying this because it's important. It's a whole culture for black girls and the rappers are all sexualized with their tongues hanging out their mouths like they're having seizures. And show me a black famous woman who has successfully navigated sex work. Show me. The ones that are happily ever after. I want to see them. I want to see these only fan girls. Everything is working out. I think even still after all these years, and I really have to say it, I don't think sex work is the best job for black women to have. But hey, I admit I'm sexist womanist bohemian. And these are my thoughts about it. So I'm happy. I met Carol. I'm grateful for the experience. And I didn't even talk about this big film we made together. Did I talk about it yesterday? I'll talk about it more soon. So it's late. I'm sweating. This is a Native American summer. Uh, I didn't even give you your weather report. Right now it's 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Earlier in the day, I think it was 82 degrees. Uh, late September, October is the best weather here in San Fran. Fentanyl. Yeah, we have a fentanyl epidemic. So listen, guys, new listeners. Thank you for coming along, everybody else. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco, damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist, bohemian Dee Dee LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDamn.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac.